We talk LA Kings top prospects and young players with Jared Schaffrin of the Ontario Reign and the Kings go for history tonight. All on this edition of Locked On LA Kings. You are Locked On Kings, your daily podcast on the Los Angeles Kings. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, Kings fans, welcome to Locked On LA Kings, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thanks for making Locked On LA Kings your first listen every day. We are free and available wherever you get your podcasts. We'd love for you to leave us a positive comment on Apple Podcasts if you're a fan of the show. And we're also on YouTube. Please like and subscribe if you're enjoying this content. I'm Eddie Garcia, your host of Locked On LA Kings. I've worked in sports media for the past 30 years, 20 plus years of the Fox Sports Radio Network, also co-host of the Puck Podcast, a weekly NHL review show. That's been putting out content for the past 17 years and, of course, a passionate L.A. Kings fan for over 30 years. Today's episode is brought to you by GameTime. Download the GameTime app, create an account, and use the code LOCKEDONNHL for $20 off your first purchase. We are excited to be joined once again by the manager of communications content for the L.A. Kings AHL affiliate, the Ontario Reign. He's also a contributor to L.A. Kings Insider. He's a podcast host of his own as well. And we're going to talk current Kings prospects playing in Ontario and some recent rain players that are now in LA. We welcome in Jared Shaffron. Hey, Jared, how are you? Hey, Eddie. Thanks for having me. I'm doing great. Uh, always good to have you on and get your insights on the Ontario rain. And, you know, I can look at the record 12, six and one looks pretty good. Uh, third place in the Pacific division. And I can see the player stats, but you are around the team. You see all the games. You're at the practices. You talk to these guys. So great to get your firsthand account on some of the Kings' top prospects and how they're doing. And I think it's pretty obvious we got to start. What's going on with the Kings' top prospect defenseman, Brant Clark, uh, first-round pick, eighth overall in 2021. Um, he's leading the reign, or excuse me, second on the reign in points with 20, second on the team in assists with 15. And I know a lot of people, including me, kind of thought he'd be on the Kings' opening night roster. We'll talk why he isn't in a little bit, but... Certainly a luxury for L.A. to have him slowly gain professional experience at the AHL level. Uh, how is that first kind of full pro season going for Brant Clark? Well, obviously, judging by, you know, you look at the offense, it's going really well. Uh, and you look at the team's record, he is playing really, really top pair minutes, every situation, and they're winning. So that's a great thing. Uh, I think that, you know, when you look at Brant Clark, can he help the team score and help the offense? Absolutely. Could he do it in the NHL right now? Absolutely. Would he be an elite defender in the NHL right now? Probably not. I think that, you know, I, I've been, this is my third season with Ontario and I look at Brant Clark a lot, like how I looked at Jordan Spence, his first year in Ontario, Jordan Spence was one of the top defensemen in the AHL, his first year in Ontario his offense was tr tremendous. They had the best power play in the history of the AHL two years ago. Uh, was Jordan Spence the best defender? No. And did he become a better defender by being in the AHL for basically two full seasons? Absolutely. And so that's exactly what Brant Clark in the same situation. Now, his offensive talent is more high-end than Jordan Spence was, but he's going to produce offensively. No matter what league he's in, he's that good. But – he needs to understand how to defend against men and the LA Kings. If they were a team that was middle of the road or maybe a rebuilding or a lower end team, you're going to have a lot of time to show those players. 
Right now, the LA Kings do not have that time. They are a team that's challenging for a Stanley Cup. They have high aspirations. They want Brant Clark to be able to spend 27, 28 minutes out on the ice every night playing against men, which is what the AHL allows you to do. That's exactly what he's doing. Uh, He's had a whole host of different partners. He's played well with all of those guys. So he's doing exactly what you'd want him to do. He's playing those high-end minutes. He's still contributing on all areas of the the game. So really good. Uh, Could he step in if there's an injury and play in the NHL tomorrow? Yes. But right now the Kings have been healthy. So there's no reason why he needs to do that. I know I'm asking you a question where you're trying to be Brant Clark here, but you're around the guy. You've talked to him. Does it seem like he understands the situation he's in? I know everybody there wants to be in the NHL, and everybody has tagged him as being an NHL player soon. But do you get the feeling that he's he understands the situation? As you mentioned, that the Kings are a very good team and that he still has some learning to do, and he's okay with that? Totally. Yeah, he definitely understands that. They've definitely yeah. explained that to him. All that said, doesn't mean he's happy. I mean, he's not thrilled to be playing on the rain every single day. Everybody wants to be in the NHL. That's their goal. If he was happy, that'd probably be a problem. So he completely understands it. Doesn't mean he comes in every day and he's loving life with the Ontario rain, but he gets it. He knows that it's part of the process. He sees all of these other players on the Kings that have played for the rain and how close everybody is. And he knows that, like I said, if there is a need or an injury or if somebody isn't playing well or you know they're they're, the kings are not going to look any further he is the next guy that would get called up i think he understands that and he's just got to bide his time and be his best do what he can do in the ahl to be ready and keep himself ready i know you're focused on the rain obviously but i know you get to see kings games as well and i'm sure there is a little bit of a sense of pride i guess if you want to call it that when you see guys who have been recently in ontario now contributing at the nhl level and you mentioned jordan spence uh, he's up there on the, on the third pairing, uh, running that second power play unit. Uh, I thought, you know, I know there was some concern among some Kings fans about his size. He was going to get pushed around at the NHL level. Uh, I have not seen that at all, quite frankly, because I think he uses his speed and his other skills to be able to compensate for that. But uh, what's your observations on how Jordan Spence is acclimated to the NHL level? Yeah, and you know what? It's kind of goes along with what we've been talking about with, with Brent Clark, you know, when Jordan Spence was at the NHL level, the first time that he got called up down the stretch uh, in 2021-22, you know, he was good, but he, I would say he definitely needed to learn how to use his size a little bit better or need to learn how to play against some of those older, stronger players. And this time, after working on some more things in his defensive game over the last year or so, I think he's much more well-suited for it. I think, you know, I think for him, when he can just not think and just play his game, his game is good enough the way the way that he is when he's confident. And I see that out there now this year. He's more comfortable. He's not overthinking things. He's not worried about, oh, if I make this mistake, I might get sent back to Ontario. They've given him that confidence to say, hey, you're our guy. You're playing every night. As long as you're healthy, you're in there. We trust you. We can count on you. And that has allowed him to fit right in. Uh, he fits in well off the ice in the locker room. Everybody loves him. He's a really happy-go-lucky kid. So I'm really happy to see that for him. And, you know, he he stops in the locker room once in a while in Ontario to wish everybody well and, and say hello to everybody. So it's uh, it's really, like you said, it definitely is a sense of pride when guys go up and they make a big impact like he has. And it's exciting to see. And obviously we're rooting for him uh, whenever we get to see him play. 
Another player I know a lot of Kings fans are very interested to hear about is forward Alex Turcott, uh, first round pick, fifth overall in 2019, but has had the injury issues and so far so good with the health. He's played in all 20 games of the reign so far, five goals, 13 assists. How has Alex Turcott looked? As good as ever. Uh, really the way he looked down the stretch last season when he came back and he was healthy, he was looking good. He was taking over games. He was dictating the pace of play. His line with Akil Thomas and, and Taylor Ward has been extremely productive. Marco Sturm has basically said he's liked the way they've played. Maybe been the team's best line over the last five or so games since they were put together. So really positive sign. Obviously, the Kings and Rob Blake said coming into the season they just need health for Alex Turcott. So I think they're not even that concerned with the points, but the fact that he is – Close to a point per game is a really good sign, and he's been healthy. So uh, you can't ask for much more. You know, there's going to be bumps and bruises along the way, but as long as he's, you know, keeping himself up to up to speed and uh, keeping himself in those games, I, I think it's a very similar situation to what we talked about with Brant Clark. Probably would be the next call-up if, if the Kings need somebody, whether it's center or wing. Uh, he's played center for the rain this year, and Marco Sturm likes him there. He's contributing for the team in that role. But I think if the Kings needed a winger, uh, they would probably consider Alex there as well, just because he is almost ready. Uh, I think the consistency in his game is probably the last thing left. And we're starting to see that now. Now he's had some concussion problems and he plays a physical kind of gritty style. Is he still being able to play his style and not showing any effects of some of that stuff from the past? I don't think he's changed his style at all. I think he's learned a little bit more how to protect himself. I think he was maybe playing that style without, with a little bit of recklessness before where, you know, he was putting his head down and just trying to win every puck battle. I still think he's doing that. He's still going into the corner. He's still winning battles. He's still physical. Um, he still gets knocked down, but also just kind of have to be aware. And look, sometimes things happen that you can't control when you're out there, but I do think that he's done a better job of making sure, hey, got to keep your head up, got to see if anybody's coming after you. And, you know, he, he has, like I said, so far so good, haven't seen any head hits, any issues, and he is still playing the style that he's comfortable with playing, and that's what the team and, and the Kings expect him to do. More with Jared Schaffron of the Ontario Reign. We're going to talk to him about a player that has recently returned to the Reign and is looking really, really good. We'll do that here on Locked on LA Kings, your team every day. Hey, when you're drafting your fantasy team, do you ever wish you could handpick the best stars for your business team? Well, if you're building a talented roster, then you need Indeed. Indeed is the hiring platform where you can attract, interview, and hire all in one place. Don't spend hours on multiple job sites looking for candidates with the right skills when you can do it all with Indeed. Sponsor a job and we'll match you with quality candidates whose resumes fit on Indeed, uh, your job description. Uh, with Indeed, you can start hiring fast. Over 3 million businesses worldwide use Indeed. The higher great talent indeed knows that when you're growing your own business you have to make every dollar count and that's why indeed with indeed you can pay only for the quality applications that match your must-have job requirements visit indeed.com slash locked on and start hiring now just go to indeed.com slash locked on indeed.com slash locked on terms and conditions apply cost per application pricing not available for everyone need to hire then you need indeed 
Hey, uh, Locked On has launched the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel on YouTube. Locked On Sports Today is here for you 24-7, covering the top sports stories of the day with the local experts of Locked On, plus our national shows covering every league. Go to Locked On Sports Today on YouTube and subscribe to the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel. More with uh, Jared Schaffron of the Ontario Reign. Uh, and Jared, uh, the Kings lost forward Samuel Fogimo earlier this season when he was claimed off waivers by the Nashville Predators. But the Kings were fortunate that Nashville later put him on waivers and they were able to bring him back. And he has been on fire since returning. Nine goals in nine games. Uh, I guess he's uh, he's kind of happy to be back in Ontario. He's definitely happy to be back, uh, Eddie. I think, you know, he's just taking advantage of opportunities. He's shooting the puck. And, yeah, the, the gameplay and the speed is not quite at the NHL level. So maybe a little fortunate that, you know, he was used to what the NHL brought and uh, has carried it over. But I think the familiarity of the team, the coaching staff, the rest of everybody on his his line, you know, right now he's playing with TJ Tynan and Tyler Madden, two guys that have been with the rain basically his entire career in the AHL. So you jump right into a line you're familiar with and guys start getting you the puck and it's been going in for him. I wanted to ask you about Alex LaFerriere. Uh, I know you only saw him for four games last season. We thought it was going to be a lot more this season, but obviously he has uh, gotten an opportunity and has really run with it uh, with the injury to Victor Arvidsson. Uh, certainly hasn't looked out of place at all. Um, and again, I know you didn't get a long look at him, but surprised at how he's been able to succeed uh, with the Kings so far. Yeah, I'm not surprised. Uh, I watched him in college. I watched him, obviously, as you said, when he joined the rain down the stretch. Uh, I think I'm surprised that he has stuck and hasn't been sent down even even once, which is amazing. Uh, because the Kings, you know, you, you think about the, again, they're not a lot of room for error, and you think about a rookie trying to fit into Todd McClellan's system, and there's, you know, you don't want to have him make many mistakes, but. Good for him. Uh, I'm not surprised because of his style of play. He is a a body who plays almost even bigger than his actual size. He wins battles. He shoots the puck. He plays in straight lines and keeps his game pretty simple. And when we saw him in training camp, he and Alex Turcotte were the best players that we were watching that were outside of that main group that you would expect you know, to have their, their penciled in spot on the team. And I felt like, you know what, if there's an injury, Alex LaFerriere has got to be the first guy up. Uh, Alex Turcotte was right there with him. And I think we we touched on Turcotte before. The Kings needed to see that consistency of him staying healthy before they were really, really ready to give him an everyday spot on the roster. They wanted to make sure that he was durable and able to play an everyday role for the Ontario Reign. And Alex LaFerriere is the guy who hasn't had those injury issues. Uh, he had an outstanding year for Harvard last year in college. He was a dominant player at that league and at that level. And he came in and showed that he could play the pro game as well. So he almost got into an NHL game down the stretch. Again, if the Kings weren't a team that was, you know, basically fighting for playoff positioning, locked into the playoffs, uh, they were thinking about trying to play him into an NHL game last year. He was up with the Kings for the end of the regular season and during the playoffs in their, in their short run there. So not really surprised that that he's been given that opportunity because he's earned it and he looks really good. So really happy for him. He's a, a really good kid down to earth, someone who just goes out there every day, does his job, and he's exciting to watch. Uh, he just, I think he's got that fun type of a game that you can root for, and I think he's going to be a staple for this team for a long time.
I don't know if you saw this or maybe you already knew the backstory, but the dailyfaceoff.com did a story on him recently and they shared a picture of him. And now he's six one at 22 years of age, but at 16 years old, he was five foot four. They had a, they had a picture of him with his teammates and it was so unbelievable how tiny he was. So it's interesting that uh, he kind of learned how to play with bigger players and, you know, has had to kind of change his game, I guess, to adapt to that. And now he's grown and he's still has those skills. It's a really interesting story about how he had that huge growth spurt. Yeah. And he was a guy too, that was turning heads in the USHL. And I, you know, used to be in the USHL, used to work in that league. And I've kind of kept in touch with a lot of people that are in that league and followed it still. And he played for the Des Moines Buccaneers. And when he was in that league, you know, in, around that COVID time, uh, he was just outstanding. So it was really exciting that the Kings got the opportunity to select him, have him in their prospect pool. And yeah, wasn't familiar with him back when he was 16, uh, but go to the USHL when he's about 18 years old, uh, earns himself a, a scholarship at Harvard. He was attending Kings development camp for a few uh, years in a row before he turned pro. So was definitely familiar with him, got to know him a little bit and uh, you know, just really cool. I, I also went to college in Boston. So keep in touch with the schools that are, that are there saw him play in the bean pot, which is a great tournament every year there in Boston. So definitely familiar. Uh, didn't know that, uh, didn't know him that well back then. And you know, yeah, you, you see some of these guys, they have these growth spurts a little bit later. He wasn't a, a top pick or a second round pick, uh, you know, a little bit later, kind of a mid round selection for the Kings and talk about a home run. You know, a lot of those guys at that, at that time of the draft might not even make it to the NHL ever. And he, here's a guy who makes it in his first year pro and looks like he fits right in. So great selection. Obviously a great job by the King scouting staff there to identify that and get him at, the, at that time in the draft. One other player I wanted to ask you about, and that was goalie Eric Portillo. Uh, eight games this season, six and one record. He's got a shutout, 2.09 goals against average and a 9.29 save percentage. Not bad after his stellar career at Michigan now playing in his first pro season. What have you seen from uh, Eric Portillo? I think, you know, we've seen that he is a very focused, driven individual. Uh, he's only been getting about one start a week, so he's had to make those count, and he's done that. Uh, top five in the AHL and goals against and save percentage. So right now he's not trying to do too much. He knows that when he goes out there, he's just going to do the best he can in that start. Probably the most impressive thing he did was a week ago, the rain were down 3 nothing after the first period. David Riddick was the starter. Marco Sturm elected to go to Portillo to start the second period. So coming out of the locker room, he had to come in in relief, and he didn't let up a goal in either the second or third period. He went 40 straight minutes without allowing a goal. The rain ended up losing 3-2. to two. They got back in the game because he was really good. And it was that was probably the most impressive thing I had seen is, okay, yeah, he's known when he's going to get a start. He's had a couple days to prepare for his starts. But in that situation, he had no time to prepare. He was told during first intermission, you're going in, you got to be ready. And he was perfect. He didn't let up any goals. So that was a great sign. I think, you know, still a long way to go in his development. I don't think they're trying to rush him at all. I think the the Kings in the rain have a good plan that, that they've had for him so far. It's allowed him to focus. It's allowed him to succeed in, in the opportunities that he's gotten to, to play. And I'm sure that if he continues to play this way, he's going to earn some more playing time down the stretch. But right now, just focusing on what he can control. The other thing is, you know, he said this a couple times that, he is a, a very direct communicator when he's on the ice. He knows exactly what he wants from his defense. He's going to tell his defense exactly what, what he expects from them. And like coming into media timeouts and things like that, 
he's just been very vocal. He's very direct. He's very excited. Uh, and everybody likes playing in front of him because he just has a lot of energy around him. He He's just very in tune with his emotions and, and he knows like what he needs to do to prepare himself in, in his most recent win at Coachella Valley on Saturday. He gave up a goal. The rain were tied two two. He gave up a goal. So the team was down three to two and he was slamming his stick on the ice saying, that's it. You can count on me. I'm locked in. That's it. We're going to come back and you know, I'm not going to let up anything else. And sure enough, he didn't. And the rain ended up winning four to three in overtime on a goal by Martin Kromiak. So, you know, he's been someone that the guys, Hey, when, when you're outspoken like that and you take care of your business, uh, everyone's going to like being around you. So it's been a good start for him in Ontario here. So those are the players that I kind of circled and wanted to talk to you about. Is there anyone else on the team right now that I did not mention that you feel is kind of worthy of being talked about or anything about the team itself that you want to let the the, uh, the listeners and the viewers know about with the Ontario Reign? I think that the one thing with the Reign that's kind of been really impressive to me as a team is the penalty kill because they have also adapted, as everyone's aware, that the LA Kings – have a new penalty kill system, and it's been fantastic this year. The Rain have put the same system into place at the AHL level so that if there's call-ups and when guys have gone up and down, they've been able to jump right into that. Jared Anderson Dolan's a great example. He's played a couple games with the Rain. He's been a big contributor on the penalty kill in those games because it's the same system he's used to playing with the Kings, and when he goes right back up, uh, it's the same system up there with Trent Yanni. So I think that the fact that the Rain have done an excellent job on the penalty kill as well is – Pretty awesome to see. There's a lot of guys who may not score as much, um, but that are still prospects. You know, a guy like Samuel Helanius has been a big part of that penalty kill. He's played in every single one of the games so far. He's a second-round pick for the Kings. He's a fourth-line center. He's not going to be scoring a ton of goals. But when you talk about the defensive part of the game, he's a plus five or six right now, and he's winning face-offs. He's doing the things he needs to do. He's got a couple fights under his belt, and he's, he's a big part of the penalty kill. Andre Lee. Same thing, a later round pick, not necessarily a big prospect for the Kings, but he was injured during the preseason. He's come back. He's been a contributor. He's got a couple goals offensively, but also, you know, jumping into that penalty kill. And then guys like Brant Clark, Tobias Bjornfoot, Jacob Moverari, those guys have all been playing really good minutes on the penalty kill and have been a big part of that success. So that's one one thing. And then the other thing, Mikhail Maltsev, a forward who uh, the Kings signed him as a depth guy. He's on an NHL contract. Last year, he was in the Colorado Avalanche system. He was a former draft pick of the New Jersey Devils system. He's a guy who, again, I think, you know, you look at Alex Turcotte as probably your first call-up, but if there's another injury, and Turcotte's already on the NHL team, Maltsev's a guy that, you know, might get an opportunity at some point. I think this is his first year in the system, so he it took him a little while to, to start learning a little bit of things that, that the Kings are doing. But right now, 14 points in 20 games. He's played in every game. For the rain, he plays center and wing, uh, and you know he, he's a guy who can kind of contribute in, in all different phases of the game. Um, a really big body in front of the net at times when when they need him. So another guy that you could look down the road if the Kings needed somebody, I think they'd feel comfortable with him in an, in an opportunity in an NHL role as well. And real quick, Jared, you reminded me of something. Tobias Bjornfoot, the defenseman, took that hit into the boards earlier. Um, went to the hospital, but. Uh, is he back playing yet, or is he is he coming back soon? What's the update on him? Yeah, he is back. He played over the weekend this past weekend to awesome. restart his rehab stint. Uh, played on uh, Friday and Saturday against Coachella Valley. Uh, so was full system, all systems go, hundred percent. So really great to to see. I thought his first game back, he was a little slow, maybe a little tentative, and then his second game, 
He was the Tobias Bjorn for we we know he was right back to where he needs to be. Um, expect him to finish out his rehab stint and then get that call back right back up to the Kings whenever uh, whenever he's played the the maximum amount of time down here with the rain. Probably would be eligible to join the Kings in a few days on their current road trip. Awesome, good stuff. Jared Schaffer, manager of communications and content for the Ontario Rain, contributed to LA Kings Insider and of course podcast host himself, the Rain Check Podcast. Uh, Jerry, always appreciate your knowledge and insight into the rain and looking forward to checking in with you again later on this season. Thanks again, Eddie. Appreciate it. All right. Thank you. And, uh, we're looking forward to keeping track of what's going on with the Ontario rain this season. Good stuff. Hope you guys enjoyed that. The Kings are going for history tonight. We got a quick preview of the Kings game in Columbus. We'll do that here next on locked on LA Kings, your team every day. Hey, you shouldn't have to worry when you're buying your tickets for your next big event. I don't because I use Game Time, the fast and easy way to buy tickets for all the sports, music, comedy, and theater events near you. I have personally used Game Time to buy tickets to NHL and NFL games this year, and I'm a very satisfied customer. The app is very easy to navigate and use. You've got killer last-minute deals, all-in prices, and their best price guaranteed. Game Time is the only ticketing app. It gives you complete peace of mind with your purchase. I love how you can see the view from your seat before you buy it so you know exactly what you're going to get when you arrive. All-in pricing shows you the total up front so you know you're getting a great deal without any hidden fees. Buy tickets in seconds with two taps of the app. Just download the GameTime app, create an account, and use the code LOCKEDONNHL for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply again. Create an account. Redeem the code LOCKEDONNHL, L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N-N-H-L, for $20 off. Download Game Time today. Last-minute tickets. Lowest price guaranteed the la kings face the columbus blue jackets 4 p.m pacific time today catch every moment of the hometown broadcast of your la kings on sirius xm on the sxm app just search la kings well the kings are looking to make history tonight they are nine and zero on the road this season one more win and they will tie the 2006 2007 buffalo sabers for the longest road winning streak to start a season in NHL history. Kings come into the game 14-4-3 for 31 points. They'll face a Blue Jackets team that's in last place in the Metropolitan Division with an 8-14-4 record for 20 points. Kings have won 6-7 of seven and 10-13. of 13. Columbus has just four wins in their last 17 games, including a nine-game losing skid. Kings are coming off a 4-1 win over Colorado. Blue Jackets are coming off a 3-1 loss to Boston. The Kings lead the NHL in goals per game at 3.86. Columbus is 24th in the league at 2.85. LA also leads the NHL in fewest goals allowed per game at 2.29. Blue Jackets are 22nd in the NHL in goals allowed per game at 3.35. As for the lineup, it'll be the same lineup we've seen for the last few games. Blake Lizotte is still out. He's going to miss his sixth straight game with that undisclosed injury, but he is out of the non-contact jersey, and uh, he is on the road trip, so we are expecting to see him soon, but not tonight. And Phoenix Copley gets the start in net tonight. Copley, of course, the Kings' number two goalie, a record of 3-0-2 on the season, 1-0 and two starts on the road. Remember, he had that start in Arizona, got pulled, and then the Kings came back and won. Uh, he did get a shutout win in his last start, making 18 saves at home against the Montreal Canadiens on Saturday. Elvis Merzlikens will be in net for Columbus. He has a record of 6-8-3 on the season, 3.04 goals against average, but a very good 9-11 save percentage. So will the Kings be motivated to go for history tonight to keep the undefeated streak going on the road this season, make it 10-0 and 0 
away from home, or will Columbus be motivated to spoil the party? No doubt the Kings are the better team on paper. Hopefully tonight they're the better team on the ice. And if you were curious, and I looked it up, the 2006-2007 Buffalo Sabres, who hold the NHL record for 10 straight wins to start a season, how did they finish that year? Well, they had 113 points. They won the President's Trophy for the best regular season record, most points in the regular season. They won a division title. They did end up losing in the Eastern Conference Finals. That's going to do it for today's show. For you everydayers, those of you that listen and watch Locked on LA Kings every day coming up on Wednesday, obviously we'll recap and break down the game in Columbus. And, of course, on Friday we have a feedback show. Uh, the email address for you to get in on that, LockedOnEddie at gmail.com. E-D-D-I-E, and always you can leave your comments if you're watching on YouTube in the comments section below. Stay interactive with the show by following us on Twitter and Instagram. We are at Locked On LA Kings. I'm Eddie Garcia. Thank you, as always, for listening and watching this episode of Locked On LA Kings, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Have a great rest of your day. We'll talk to you on Wednesday. And as always, go Kings go.